Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. So if you guys are anything like me and you struggle with allergies, raise your hand because I am right there with you. I get super itchy throat, itchy ears, and I sneeze like a crazy woman. And it really does prevent me from wanting to take my daily walks with my husband. But luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. It is designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieves your allergy symptoms and decongests your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, and an itchy nose and sinus congestion and pressure with an ease, which is a exactly what I need. So I have been using them anytime that I have allergies, which has been many, many times. I have found that it has definitely helped me so much where I can go outside again and enjoy my day. So if you guys are ready to live life as if you don't have allergies, it is time to live Claritin Clear. It is fast and powerful relief. It's just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. So podcasts have really popped off in the last couple years and I feel like a lot of people reach out to me and they're like, Janine, how do I start a podcast? And I'm here to help you out today. So if you guys are interested in starting your own podcast, because I absolutely love podcasting, I think it is so fun and I think everybody should do it. So if you guys are interested in starting one, Spotify has a platform that lets you make one super, super easily. And even on the platform as well, they will distribute it everywhere for you. And then you can even earn money, which is so cool. It's all in one place and it's completely for free. It's called Spotify for podcasters and here's how it works. So Spotify for podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts literally right from your phone or your computer. It's super, super easy. So no matter what y'all setup is like, you can start creating a podcast today. So don't feel like you have to have it all together to start one. You can start today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else that podcasts are heard. Also, what is so great is if you do want to have a video feature, video podcasts are available on Spotify and I have that on mine and I think it's just so fun and engaging for my audience to be able to see me on Spotify as well. So with Spotify for podcasters, you can even earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. So definitely check that out. And here is the best of all point of this. It is completely free with no catch. So ever since I discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just feel like it has been so engaging. I feel like I'm loving the options that that Spotify is giving me with Q and A's and polls and even having video. So I highly recommend you guys give it a try. Download the Spotify for podcasters app, or you can go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. You guys are going to love this. If you've been wanting to start it, this is your sign. Hello everyone, welcome back to Happy and Healthy. I'm your host, 
Janine Amapola, and I hope your day is going well. Happy Tuesday. That is if you're listening to this episode on launch day, which we always drop these every single Tuesday. I'm filming this on a Monday. It is October 17th. I am back in town after being out of town for 11 days, and it felt like the longest days of my life, but it was really great. I was abroad. I went to Dubai and the Maldives, and I just got back yesterday, so I'm honestly still very, very tired. I'm not even going to lie. I was looking for my Celsius that I had in the refrigerator that I bought yesterday, and I literally don't know where it is. I must have like left them in my car or something because I opened my refrigerator to get some energy and could not find it. I was like, what did I do with my Celsius? So I, I don't know. Mystery yet to be solved. Um, but I'm pretty tired. My body is still adjusting to being back on this time zone. It was a 10 hour time difference. And the trip was honestly so, so amazing. Like so fun. It was a surf camp I went to. I was there in the Maldives living on a boat for 10 days. It was crazy. I was with my best friend Riley and it was really fun for sure. But I just right now I'm in this season, like after traveling so, so much all of September, half of October, I just want nothing more than to just be home. And so I supposed to go to Cabo this weekend, ended up canceling it. And I'm going to be home for the next month and a half. And I am, ah, I'm so excited, especially because it's getting cold here in Dallas and I got my cute little fall dress on. And I just like, I want to be home. I want to do fall cute activities. Like I just don't want to be away and I just want to be here. So I'm excited to finally have a month home. Uh, Maybe a spontaneous trip will pop up, but I'm trying to purposely intentionally not do that. So if I just seem a little uh, more lower energy this episode, that's probably why I'm just really tired to be honest. And I had this super freaking hard workout this morning and my arms literally still feel like jello like even trying to pick up a cup like I was doing my makeup earlier to get ready for this podcast and my arms hurt like they even hurt right now like trainer murdered me this morning (laughs) so happy to be back in the gym but it was definitely quite the adjustment so anyway This season three is coming to a close here soon, you guys. The last episode, I believe, is going to be on November 1st. So we will have two solo episodes. Today's a solo episode. The next week will be a solo episode of just a recap of the entire season three, just my thoughts in this year and dreams and hopes and goals for next year and this past year, whatever. And then the last episode is going to be with a guest that I'm just beyond excited for. So just keeping you guys posted on that. Lastly, I announced that I relaunched or I redropped some of my Happy and Healthy totes. And I had a lot of people order them, including myself. I ordered some as gifts for people and I bought myself some and they never arrived. And so if you were one of those people that you ordered a tote and it never showed up, I'm very sorry. Um, Apparently they completely lost the package. Like something happened with the shipment. It never even arrived. I didn't even get my package. So we are shipping them back out. I was on it with the merch company being like, hello, what is happening So if you were one of those people that ordered the tote, I'm so sorry that it didn't arrive in time. The shipping time is absolutely ridiculous. I'm aware of that. Um, But it is being shipped out again, so you should be getting it soon. So sorry about that. But if you do get it, tag me. Love to see you guys rocking the totes. And uh, yeah, it was really cool. Someone actually tagged me or sent me a photo recently. And it was like, I spotted your tote in public and some girl was using my tote. And it was just like the most surreal moment to be like, oh my gosh, someone is using my tote. It was just really fun to just like get to see it in the flesh. So anyway, that was really fun. So yeah, today's episode is going to be a solo episode and I'm really excited about today's episode. It's definitely a harder topic to talk about. Um, and I'm going to be talking about confidence. And the reason why I did this was because someone recently shot me a DM and she asked me, how do you 
become confident, especially when you're talking to guys and just dating and I'm not confident in myself. And I think there's so much, uh, there's so many things that the world puts out regarding confidence of how to be confident. And I just think some, some of it can be quite fleeting. It doesn't actually solve the internal problem. It's just putting a bandaid or a mask on things that are deeper issues. And so it's something that I really want to address. I'm not going to have all the answers perfectly. I'm going to try to talk about it from God's way, but also just from my own perspective, because yes, I do think there is a God, there's God's way to confidence, but I also think there's things that in the world do tend to help. I know there's things that I do that do tend to help as well. I'm not here to give you some fluffy stuff. I don't want to give you fluffy answers, but I want to help you genuinely understand how do I become more confident? How can I actually go on this journey of becoming confident? And it's not an overnight fix. I'm going to tell you that now it is not an overnight fix. Um, it definitely was not for me. Um, and so let's get into today's episode of confidence within your life, personal self, your body, dating, and just maybe even your own career. But I'm more going to be taking it from the stance of outer appearance, insecurities, body image, and that type of route. So let's just get right into today's episode. Okay, so a little backstory. My journey with confidence and just insecurities was quite a rough one, to be honest. Um, I grew up pretty insecure, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I guess what young girl doesn't grow up insecure unless you just have some superpower. But I was pretty insecure growing up, especially when I went to college, but mainly in high school, I think because I was the only brown person, I guess you could say, in my school, in my church, in my neighborhood, Um, I often just kind of didn't really like the way I looked growing up. Um, I was really, really skinny and short compared to most of my friends. Um, I did get a growth spurt later, but I was a twig and people made fun of me. I literally would stuff my bra because I was so insecure about my boob size because all my friends were developing and here I was still being a twig. (laughs) And so that wasn't very fun growing up. And I remember boys picking on me. I one time jumped on a phone call with some of my guy friends in middle school. And one of the guys was like, oh, Janine, we heard that you were stuffing your bra. I was mortified, mortified. And I was like seventh grade. So I was so embarrassed. I didn't even know how to handle it. I literally was just so, so embarrassed and mortified that I just hung up. Like I just, I just hung up. And then they tried to call me back and I just started sobbing. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh, they found out my deepest, darkest secret of me stuffing my bra. Cause I was that insecure. And I just really didn't like myself. I did anything I could to kind of just try to fit in and to like, to be liked and to be known and to be seen and whatever. And I just conformed a lot of the times, which was kind of sad. And then that unfortunately bled into college majority of the time where I was willing to do whatever, whatever it took to fit in and to be liked because I just wanted to feel good. I wanted people to like me. And that ultimately stemmed from a lack of identity, a lack of confidence in the Lord, a lack of just really believing I was good the way that I was made and not believing and trusting that God made me on purpose and that he doesn't make mistakes. And I just did whatever it took to change myself because I just really didn't like myself, you know? And I think that's where the lack of confidence comes for a lot of people is that you just simply don't like yourself. And so you're lacking confidence. You walk in a room, you instantly shrug your shoulders. You look at every other person in the room and you're like, wow, she's so pretty. She has this, she has better hair. Her nose is nicer than mine. She's taller, thinner, whatever the case may be. And it's just ultimately stems from a lack of identity and a lack of just loving who God made you to be. And I am someone that I do believe that, you know, you do want to like yourself and love yourself, but I do think there's a toxic self-love that is 
going around in culture of just loving yourself more, love yourself more, and you can't love others if you don't love yourself, and yada, yada, yada. And I do think, yeah, you do want to like yourself and love yourself, but the Bible doesn't really talk about loving yourself. It mainly talks about loving God and then loving others as yourself. It doesn't say love yourself and then you'll be confident. Love yourself and then you'll be able to love others. It says love your God first and then love others as yourself. It's a ripple effect. It has a, you know, a a pyramid essentially, if you will, of by first loving God. That is how you're able to learn how to love others. And then by loving others, it teaches you how to love yourself and being in relationships with relationships with other people helps you see, okay, this is where they're strong and I'm weak and I'm weak and they're strong. And you can work with each other to help each other become more confident and love each other. And friends ultimately do play a big part into confidence of encouraging you and speaking life into you. But yeah, I do think that, you know, it is important for us to like ourselves, but to not worship our worship ourselves to not make ourselves an idol because i think that's definitely the shift that culture in the gen- this generation has gone is making our bodies and our image and our de- and our who we are what we're doing our money our social media like all these things we put all our worth and our value and our confidence into these fleeting things that god never was like hey yeah put your confidence and your worth into your money and your followers and your car and the house and your appearance like it literally talks about in the beginning or in the bible um, and I'm going to go to this verse really fast that in first Peter three, three, three through four, it says that your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles or the wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes. Rather, it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. And also it says here in Proverbs 31, 30, it says that charm is deceitful. Beauty is in vain is vain, but a woman who fears or has reverence for the Lord is to be praised. And so I think that culture is shifting to, you know, telling us that confidence and security and worth is coming from if you just strut more, if you just have the hotter guy, if you just look better, if you just work out more, if you wear the the, the nicer outfit, whatever, instead of really talking about let's address what's actually going on in the inside, what is actually happening, what what in your child, your inner child self that was not healed, that needs to be healed? What needs to be worked on in that? Because no one wants to actually address the root. They just want to slap a Band-Aid on the side effects or the, the, the problem, but never actually address the root of the issue or the causation of like what's actually causing this, this side effect, you know? And so I think that's what's, what I'm always going to preach is like, there's a reason why you're probably lacking confidence. There's a reason why you don't like yourself or you're comparing yourself and you have to identify, well, what is it? You know, is, is it because, um, someone told me growing up that I was ugly or I was fat my whole life or a parent belittled me or a friend or an ex-boyfriend or why is that? Or is it because I'm scrolling endlessly on TikTok and I'm looking at thousands of beautiful faces every single day when we were just simply not meant to consume that much social media and see that many pretty faces per day? And that's the reason why you're comparing because there's unrealistic beauty standards or you're looking at thousands of women every single day and you're like, man, I'll never look like her. And you're absolutely right. You won't. Because that's not the way that God made you to be. Or is it because, you know, you're um, just in the mirror every single day when you get ready, just trashing yourself. You're looking at yourself and you're like, man, I'll never amount to anything or I'm ugly or no guy likes me or this is why you don't have friends because you're a low life. You have you suck. You're boring. You're irrelevant. You don't have enough followers like everybody else. Maybe you're the one, you know, being your own worst enemy because you're in the mirror picking yourself apart every single day. 
And maybe you can add to that. Maybe there's something else that you're doing that I didn't list, but I think it's important to identify why do I not like myself? Why am I lacking confidence? What is it? Is it because I'm comparing myself to so-and-so and and I'm like, oh wow, she has a nicer car than I do. They have a nicer house than I do. Uh, They have a better job title. They have a better bank account than I do. They have better fashion than I do. Because, you know, there's that classic phrase that comparison is a thief of joy, which is true. But I do think, yeah, like we can always think that the grass is always greener on the other side or more like the grass is always greener on your neighbor's yard when we don't know what that person's going through. We don't know how they got there. We don't know what insecurities they're dealing with because sometimes, and I can't can't say this as a finite statement, but oftentimes or sometimes, usually the people that we think are the most confident are actually the most insecure. That Those are the people that are doing whatever it takes to make themselves feel better by adding more clothing or buying more things or going into debt to make other people that don't even matter like them or to come across as more sexy or successful or, you know, appealing to people that don't really need your approval anyway. And so, you know, we're going into debt, we're buying all these things, we're adding all these things, plastic surgery, Botox, whatever, to simply make people happy that don't really care about you anyway. And so we kind of have to look and think, why Why do I feel like that? Is it because I'm just constantly comparing myself to my next door neighbor, my friend, whomever? Instead of looking in the mirror and looking at what has God given you, what are things that you do have that are good enough? What are things that... God's bless you with that someone else doesn't have that you're like, man, I'm so lucky to have this beautiful hairstyle that I do have naturally or whatever. And so I think it's important to identify where the root is coming from. And I know for me specifically growing up, it was comparison. It was that I never felt like I amounted to anything because especially growing up in predominantly white rich neighborhoods and schools and churches, I wasn't white growing up and I'm half white, but I was darker. I had tan skin. I had brown eyes, brown, brown hair. My, you know, my environment was a lot of people that were wealthy and I did not grow up with money. I wore everything knockoff. I had to go to the thrift store. My mom and dad really couldn't afford to buy me nice clothing. And all I wanted to do was fit in. And so I think you are such a byproduct of your environment. And so when you're looking around, looking at what everyone else has, of course, that's naturally inevitably going to cause you to not like yourself because you're looking around being like, I don't have what she has and I want what they have and her body's better than mine. And so you're just robbing yourself of joy by constantly looking out and comparing yourself versus looking inward and looking at God. This is who you've made me to be. And I'm so thankful for who you've made me to be. Thank you for that. But I think getting to that point of being able to praise God and thank God does come with a lot of time like a lot of time. It comes with a lot of self-work and healing or therapy or counseling or having to become more mature or talking through it with friends or just maturity, age. It just, it does inevitably. I mean, I'm now 28 and I think back to my 15 year old self and she would never imagine now that I'm 28 that I'm confident now that I'm actually like very secure in who I am. And so that took me years and years and years and years. I mean, honestly, the last three years have been the most transformative years of my life. Not even up until I was like 24, 25, was I confident in myself? Definitely not. When I became 25 years old, I went through literally like, it sounds cliche, but a quarter life crisis, but I absolutely did. hundred percent. I did not like myself. I literally was questioning everything about myself, my identity, my job, who I was, my family. I mean, literally everything. 
But it was like in the stripping and the pruning is where God was able to come in and be like, this is who you are. You are my daughter who I'm who I'm well pleased with, who I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. This is who I've created you to be. And I did not create you on accident. I didn't make a mistake. I didn't accidentally slip up my paintbrush and be like, oh, oops, I just made your nose that way like that. Like I looked in the mirror all the time and I'd be like, why God, why me? Why do I have to look like this? And God's over there being the mastermind, master artist painting. And he's painting every single stroke, every hair, every eyelash, every little, you know, grain in my body, every DNA. And it was on purpose. It was for something. It was not an accident. And yet I would look in the mirror being like, oh, my artist must have messed up. My artist for sure like freaked up on me and he's over there like sad, like looking down on me being like, wait a second. Like I didn't make a mistake on you. I I can just sense God feeling sad because he felt sad for his daughter knowing that he designed me exactly how I was meant to be. Yet here I was trying to change every single facet about myself. And it was like I took an eraser to the the masterpiece, to the art piece that he drew. And I said, no, you're, you messed up. So I'm going to go back and try to fix this myself. And imagine how that artist would feel if he had created a masterpiece that was purposely, he took time for it. He fearfully, wonderfully made it. And then I went and I was like, nope, you messed this up. I want to erase every single part of it. Imagine how the artist would feel. He'd feel pretty sad. And that is what a lot of us do every single day. We look at ourselves as if it's something that we should just continually change and alter. And we are not appreciative and thankful in, in realizing that God did not make a mistake, that he purposely with intentionality looked at you and said, this is how I wanted to be. But I do want to go back to the Bible verse that I just talked about, because I think a lot of us want to try to heal the inward insecurities with external additions. And by what I mean by that is we have these internal insecurities that we're wrestling with, that we're dealing with. And in order for us to try to feel better about ourselves or think that we could heal it or solve it or fix it, we just try to add more makeup or dye our hair more, add more clothing or get our nails done thinking that that will solve everything when it just simply doesn't. Your external additions such as makeup, hair, and clothing cannot cancel out internal insecurities. We just have to address the internal insecurities first. The additions of makeup, hair, clothes should come from an overflow of acceptance and gladness for who you already are as a form of expression. But using them as a mask when you don't truly like yourself or accept yourself will eventually become a facade. They will slowly but surely fade away and the truth will manifest itself somehow. And so how this manifests is that even though you're wearing the hottest outfit, you got the latest and greatest stuff, you're feeling good, you walk into a room, if you're really deep down inside, super insecure, that's going to manifest in either the form of, you know, trying to take other girls down, belittling other girls, or even just being like, I'm so fat, I'm so this, I'm so that. When your friends could be like, wait, what? Like, you're so pretty. You look so great. What's what's wrong with you? And so even though you might, you know, have the banging outfit on and you look good and you got your hair done, if you're not really addressing the root, these external additions become a facade because they're just, they're not really truly how you feel about yourself. They're just putting on a mask or a front. But the problem is that the insecurities will always manifest itself in somehow. And then when you're dating, the more the person gets to know you, the more they will see these facades because you can only fake it till you make it for so long. And I know there's that saying with confidence of just like, oh, fake it till you make it. But yes, you can. 
And you can kind of trick your brain into thinking that. And I do think that is a psychological trick that you can do. But the reality is it does, again, come from a lack of identity. A lot of the times, the lack of confidence is rooted in your lack of identity. And so if you're not genuinely believing and and knowing deep down inside, it's not just like, oh, yeah, I think that's true what God says about me. But actually believing Man, God made me on purpose. The way that he made me was not a mistake. I am a daughter of the king. I I love the way that he made me because I trust my creator. I trust who he is and what he says about me and how he made me. If you don't believe that, then you're going to go around the world, go to all these different things, all these external things to try to like grab anything to give you some sort of worth or, or sense of identity or value or purpose because you don't actually genuinely find that in the creator and in within yourself. And so I think that's where the issue comes a lot of the times with, with confidence is that you're just not, you don't believe in yourself. And I think, imagine, you know, like, again, like you, if you don't believe in yourself and God's like, well, I believe in you. Like I made you, like, I know what you're capable of doing. I believe in you. And it's probably makes him really sad to be like, when you're like, I hate myself or I suck or I'm this or I'm that. When God's like, wait, what? Like, I designed you that way. I designed you that way. And so I think what this other Bible verse is talking about when it talks about your your beauty should not come from outward adornment, adornment such as elaborate hairstyles, wearing a gold jewelry, fine clothes. Rather, it should be of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle, quiet spirit, which is a great worth in God's sight. This is kind of what I'm talking about. And I'll, there's a flip side of the other coin of this as well, is that I do think... Yes, you should never find your utmost worth and value from your external appearance. I do believe that your external appearance should be the least attractive thing about you. If you are beautiful, that is amazing. I think everyone's beautiful and unique in their own way. Some people obviously have a more gifted DNA in physical features than some other people. It is just the truth. And I mean, if you look at some people were like, wow, she's so pretty. It's like, why do we think that? It's because we psychologically can look at them and see they have a really balanced proportional face. And we're like, wow, that's so pretty. But that doesn't mean that just because she's more, she's quote unquote beauty to the beautiful to the world. That doesn't mean that you're not beautiful still. You know what I mean? But I do think that we should strive to have our inner self, our personalities, the way we treat people, the way that we speak life over people, the way that we speak life over ourselves, the way that we love God, the way that we know God, the way that we have, the way our personalities are should be way more attractive than the way that we look. Because at the end of the day, like, yes, I want you to be confident, but I genuinely believe in that what this verse is saying is that it does come from your inner self, inner self. And that's why what people say it's beauty from the inside and out, because it's true. Like if you, if you, you are only as pretty as your heart is. If your heart is ugly and you're treating people poorly and you're gossiping and you're slandering and you're treating people like crap or less than because you don't find them as pretty or worthy as you or whatever, that that ultimately just makes you ugly on the outside. Like, I'm sorry. Not that you genuinely are ugly. Like, I'm not calling you ugly, but I think it makes people not like you. It makes people not want to be around you. It doesn't make people feel invited and loved and included by you because you're treating people poorly. And so that's where I do think it really does come from your inner self, which is why I'm going back to saying you have to address the inner self. You have to address the inner child or whatever's going on inside that is hurting and hurt people hurt people. So if you are hurting people, you're either hurting others or yourself. It's because something inside you is hurting. 
And that's something to talk to a parent about, a friend about, a counselor, therapist, whatever, because you want to address that. Part of today's episode is sponsored by Athletic Greens, and I'm really excited because I've worked with Athletic Greens before, and I've been taking their AG1 product for about two plus years. And the reason why I started taking AG1 was because I am big into health. I'm also just really short on time, and in the mornings, I just want to kind of get the vitamins in and just start my day, and that's exactly what AG1 is. So with just one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality minerals, vitamins, whole food source ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all the things. Seriously, so many things. It's also lifestyle-friendly, so whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, It's amazing and also contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, artificial anything while still tasting good. Tons of people take some sort of multivitamin and it's so important to choose one with high quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. So really, really recommend this to you guys. So right now it is time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash healthy. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash healthy to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Check it out, y'all. You're going to like it. Today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp, and if you don't know what BetterHelp is, it is a customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't even have to see anyone if you don't want to, because I know we're probably all a little bit burned out from like Zoom and all the things, so um, there's that option, which is amazing, and I know that, you know, life can be overwhelming. There's a lot of things that we're all processing. And just because the pandemic is quote unquote over um, doesn't mean that we still don't have repercussions or feelings from that still. And so um, I hope you guys will check them out if you're feeling like lonely or sad or you just simply need someone to talk to. It's important to prioritize your mental health and just your health in general and talk to someone that can help you figure out what's causing that stress in your life. And I've sought out a counselor many times. I am working with a counselor actually through BetterHelp as well. So I really do recommend it. And if you guys want to check them out, um, you guys can get 10% off. So my happy and healthy listeners will get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash healthy. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash healthy. So make sure you guys prioritize yourself, take care of yourself. I know it's rough out there, but you guys can do it. I believe in you. Check it out. Like there's not, there, there's not just like no reason why you're doing what you're doing. Usually the things that we do come with a purpose or something that is subconscious that's from the inside and out that we have not addressed, we have not healed. It's also like other people that are hurt, like a boyfriend that maybe accidentally hurt you or a friend. Those are also people that are typically hurt. They're they're people that are manifesting out of the wounded child or the unhealed child that never was solved or even the current person now, not even just their child, is hurting other people. So it is true that hurt people hurt people. You often bleed on people that were never meant to be bled on because you're cutting, you're cut, you're still wounded, and so you're bleeding on people when you need to address your own wounds. And so it's true. Like, you do need to deal with and heal with your inner self. And so the more you heal that, the more that you work on that, the more beautiful your inner self becomes. And then out of the inner self being healed, that manifests to confidence on the outer self. And that's what I saw happen to me. 
the more that I fell in love with God, the more I believed in him, the more I trusted him, the more I started to like myself. And I also am super thankful because I had friends around me too that helped me with my confidence when I wouldn't believe in myself, when I would be like, man, I I suck. My career sucks. I have nothing of value. I'm purposeless. I'm not good enough. I'm ugly. I'm fat, blah, 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 blah. Those are the times when I needed friends to come alongside me, pick me up and be like, no, Janine, no, I will not let you think that way. I will not let you have that mentality or that mindset. And so in this journey of being confident or growing to like yourself and gaining confidence, you're going to need people around you that are going to help you and call you out on your BS when you're belittling yourself, talking down upon yourself, because that's what we do. We are our own worst critic. We are our own worst enemy. Sometimes the enemy, the number one enemy is yourself in the mirror because we're the ones that are the meanest to ourselves. And so something that I want to ask you and just challenge you in is when you're lacking confidence or when you're belittling yourself or talking smack to yourself is I want to encourage you to think about the following. One, what would you tell a friend? Would you tell your friend the same thing that you're telling yourself? Would you tell your friend that she looks fat or uglier or is, is unworthy or no guy's ever going to pick her? Or would you encourage her to speak life over herself or would you speak life over herself, over her? So number one, what would you tell your friend? Number two, what would you tell a daughter that you had? Maybe you do have a daughter currently. If your potential daughter was talking to herself the way that you talk to yourself, wouldn't you be really saddened, but like bummed out by that? So could you imagine speaking to your daughter the way that you speak to yourself? I don't think so. Thirdly, what would you tell your younger self? So going back to that little girl inside you, what does your younger self need to hear? Would she be proud of you today knowing that you now today are still trashing yourself? Like if my 13-year-old self thought that me as a 28-year-old was still doing that, she'd be pretty disappointed in herself. Like I want to make that younger self so proud to be like, look at me, young Janine, look how far I've come. And I'm going to be honest, this is not a perfect finish line journey. It's just not. I think that The more that we grow older, the more that we deal with insecurities, body image, we gain weight, we lose weight, we get more stretch marks, we get acne, we get sunspots, whatever. This is not a finished product. And none of us are. We never will be a finished product. We will always be a a project in process. And everything will be always a process. We'll never be fully finished. And so I think this is something to give yourself grace because I think a lot of us think that way. We're like, why am I still yet not there? but it's because we are always a work in progress, always. And so it may look different for different seasons, different years, whatever the case may be. But I think that in different seasons, we have different insecurities. And so, you know, for me right now, like mine might be something different than it was when I was younger. You know, when I was younger, I was so sad that I was so skinny. And now I'm like, dang, my hips and thighs are a lot bigger than I remembered, you know? So it's just, it's totally different to the time frame that you're in, your life stage, your friends, whatever is going on in your current life. You just have to be reminded of that a lot of the times. And I think something too, that's important to remember that when we are trying to deal with confidence is that the more we focus on it, the more we become hyper aware of it. The more we think about it, the more power we give our words. And the more that you tell yourself ugly or that you're insecure, the more that you actually obsess over those. So what you think is become. So the more that you are 
fixated in the mirror of like, oh, my nose, my skin, blah, blah, blah. I'm ugly. The more you're going to become obsessed with them and hyper fixated. It's like for me, example, in high school, I didn't really mind my boob size that much. But until someone said to me like, oh, you have small boobs, that's when I started stuffing my bra. So that's what I'm trying to tell you is that you need to identify where did these insecurities come from? Like maybe you weren't even you weren't even noticing them until you saw a girl get a nose job on TikTok or someone picked on you for something and then you were like, oh, well, someone so said I had ugly ears, so now I need to go get surgery for my ears. So the more you think about it, the more hyper aware of it, the more you become obsessed. So it's important for you to be careful what you think of and what you're giving power to because what you think is what you become. The Bible's clear about this. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So if you keep thinking, I'm ugly, I'm worthless, I'm suck, blah, 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 you fill, fill in the blank for you, the more you're going to believe that. Our brains are so, 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 so powerful. So you need to be mindful of what you're mindful of and realize that you have to take your thoughts captive. And when you can't, and when you're struggling, that's you need to go to a friend and be like, help me. Like, I really do not believe I'm beautiful. I have a friend in my life that genuinely struggles with this so much. I've seen her struggle with this for the last four years. And every day I'm still there to remind her, you're beautiful. I like you the way you are. I'm trying to encourage you to like yourself. But there's something in her deep down inside and she knows it that is a wounded part of her because she's a beautiful girl. But there's something deep down inside that the enemy's allowing allowing her to think or she's letting the enemy rob joy of her. She's believing a lie. She's not replacing it with the truth. So it's manifesting in her absolutely hating herself. So it's so important to be careful what you're allowing yourself to believe because most of the things that we're believing are stemming from a lie that we are allowing to run rampant in our minds. We're not identifying it and then replacing it with the truth. We're just being like, yeah, you're right, enemy. You're right. I do suck. I am ugly. I am worthless. No guy's ever going to pick me. So You have a part to play in this, a massive part to play in this. You really have to learn to pep talk yourself and do a lot of this self-work because um, that's like you're, you are, you have to be strong enough for yourself to do that for yourself. If you're not, then you're never going to get over it. And I know this is easier said than done, but that's why I keep saying, like, I do want to reemphasize that yes, it will come with a lot of time, a lot of self-work, a lot of Bible verses, a lot of speaking the truth over yourself, speaking life over yourself. And I know like, again, this, the phrase like fake it till you make it, you sometimes do have to do that. You sometimes do have to be like, you know what? I'm just going to keep telling myself this over and over and over until I finally believe it. My friend Riley, she's incredible at this. She said that for 30 days straight or 40 days straight, she would tell herself in the mirror, you are beautiful. You're chosen. I love my body. I love the way that God made me until she believed it. And now she actually believes it. She's one of the most confident people I have ever met in my entire life. And to the world standard, she may not be the most thinnest, whatever, but she now loves her body and her boyfriend compliments her body all the time. He's like, man, I love your curves. But to the world standards, yeah, curves may be deemed as chunky or fat or whatever, but now she's like, I love my body. It's so cool to see the difference that the power that your tongue has over your life. Because the Bible says the power of life is in the tongue. Power of life and death is in the tongue. So what are you going to choose? Are you going to choose life or death? Are you going to choose to speak life over yourself? Or are you going to choose to speak death over yourself? And so the power is in your tongue. So you have to be sometimes your own hero, your own best friend, and speak life over yourself in the mirror when no one else is around. So going back to this verse, because I know I keep going back to it, and I keep like not actually saying what I'm going to say because my mind is all over the place. In 1 Peter 3, 3 through 4, where it talks about outward adornment, elaborate hairstyles, gold jewelry, but rather it should be your inner self, unfading beauty. So the Bible is talking about 
you know, inner self here. It's, which is so, so, so important. But I also think on the flip side, because I'm going to be the first to say it. I do believe that getting a nice outfit, dyeing your hair, putting on makeup makes you feel good. I know for me, when I feel like I got a good outfit on, I got some new shoes, I put on my banging makeup, my hair's done. Yes, I feel confident. I'm going to be the first to say that. I'm not even going to lie. I don't want to be one of those like Christians that's like, it should only be about your heart, which I do think is so, 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 so important. It should be rooted and started with your heart first and your inner self. But I do think sometimes there's a day when you just need a new outfit or you just need some concealer or you just need to get your hair done. You just need a little oomph. You just need a little boost. You need a little something. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I'm going to go back to reemphasize that those cannot those those external additions cannot absolutely be the the solution and the band-aid to all the issues because it's, like I said before they can become a facade. I think they should be an addition an absolute addition to already who you are and already the confidence that you have. But I do think there's times when it's like if you're just really not feeling it on the inside, you really do just got to be like, "You know what? What makes me feel good?" Does that mean putting on my favorite color? Does that mean putting on my favorite lipstick? Do that. Do what you find helps you f- feel more confident that day. If I'm going to go to a party and and I'm and I'm not feeling confident that day, I'm not going to go in there being a scraggly little scrappy head and just being like, you know, whatever, I'm just going to walk in there and just pretend it, pretend to feel good about myself when I know I don't feel good about myself. I'm going to go put on my favorite pair of jeans and my shoes and put on some makeup. And then even if I still feel a little bit unconfident, I still feel like presenting yourself is still really, really helpful. I'm going to go in there having my, you know, my, my back push back a little bit more, my chin a little bit higher because I'm like, I really like my outfit today, you know? And even if you don't totally feel it on the inside, you really do have to just keep telling yourself, okay, I feel good. I like myself. I'm going to go in there. I'm just going to rock it. You really do just got to pep talk yourself and walk in there and just make the best of it. But I do think that it's, it's natural that we're not always going to be confident. Like absolutely not. It would be a lie. It wouldn't even be a natural human experience if we were constantly untouchable and we went into every single room, excuse me, every single room feeling just like the most hottest, perfect person ever. That would be a lie. I don't think anyone can ever say that. And so I do think that's just part of the journey. And there's the, there's the ebbs and flows of confidence of some days you'll feel great. And some days you just won't. And that's okay. But I think something that I really, really think helped me with confidence is just simply not caring. We give so much power to it. We give so much more worth to it than it needs to. Because I think the problem is that where confidence becomes an issue is that really we find confidence when people affirm us. It's not really totally maybe necessarily how you feel, but you go into a room being like, okay, who's going to affirm me? Who's going to tell me I'm pretty? And if someone doesn't, do you still believe you're pretty? So the thing is that we're going around seeking validation and affirmations from people, letting that be the determining factor of whether we like ourselves or not, when that should never be, that should never be it. Ultimately, it should be coming from God and how you view yourself. And if you believe genuinely wholeheartedly in yourself, I'm confident and I like myself regardless of whether so-and-so likes me or not. But that's the issue is that we go into these rooms and we're like, okay, who's going to affirm me? Who's going to affirm me? And so we're, we're giving so much power to people's opinions than we do over God's opinion of us first and foremost. And that's going to be a roller coaster for the rest of your life. If we are banking our worth and our value on people's opinions of us, girl, you going to be on a roller coaster for the rest of your life. 
Because one day they're going to think, wow, she gained some weight. And the next day I'm like, oh, my God, she's so skinny. She lost weight. People are always going to have something to say. Always. And so it's like, don't give them that power. You got you to really like yourself first and foremost and really like who God has made you to be first and foremost because otherwise you're going to be having your hands open all the time to people. Please like me. Please affirm me. And when they don't, you're going to hate yourself. And when they do, then you'll like yourself. And that's where there's this roller coaster that I don't want you to be on. With God, it's consistent. It's stable. It's secure. There's an anchor. There's a foundation that does not change. Unfading. And that's what this Bible verse talks about, the unfading beauty of a gentle, quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. And I'm not saying that to be confident means you have to be quiet and gentle. That's not what I'm saying. I know the Bible says this, but it's not actually talking about a girl that's just docile and submissive and quiet. It's talking about how sometimes the the confident woman can be quiet and gentle because she's secure in who she is and she doesn't need to prove herself to anything or to anyone. And there's that saying that's talking about, that's kind of an epiphany for me. I'm like, wow, is that what it's saying? Huh. <laughs> because sometimes I think people say that insecurities are loud and confidence is quiet. I feel like that's what it's saying. When someone's insecure, you can kind of tell because they try to overcompensate by all these extra things and being louder and trying to get all this attention and blah, blah, blah. But the girl that's confident, she doesn't need to be the star of the show. She can be quiet. She can kind of be in the background and she doesn't need all the affirmation because she's confident. She likes who she is. She's secure. She doesn't need everyone to be like, oh my God, you're so beautiful. She's like, I know I'm beautiful, but here's the difference. She's not cocky and haughty about it. And that's what I think this is talking about. It's unfading, a gentle, quiet spirit where people can just see it radiates out of you. And also why? Because this girl also is going to go and affirm other people. She's going to help other women find confidence. Instead of trying to bring other women down, she's trying to bring them up. She's trying to help them feel confident too. She's trying to help them feel secure. She's trying to help them see their identity as well versus like, oh no, I need to be the hottest girl in this room. So I'm going to go try to bring every other girl down so that I get all the attention from the men. No, that's insecure to me. That's insecure to me. Like, so a confident woman is going to go in the room and she doesn't need all the attention. She's, she's confident in herself. She walks in, she has her, 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 her back straight, her chin up. And she's like, how instead of people needing to affirm me, how can I go into rooms affirming others? And I think something too that is important, I know that people always have opinions, but here's the thing is that no one actually genuinely really freaking cares that much. Like, believe me. Like, have you ever, whenever you're introducing yourself to someone, you ever think about how you don't remember their name as soon as you introduce yourself to them? Because why? You are too busy thinking about yourself. You were too busy thinking, oh my gosh, I need to get my name right, I need to get my name right, that you didn't think about their name. So it's in the same way how people are with um, just how they think about you or themselves. Like people want you to like them. They're not sitting there being like, oh my God, her jacket's so ugly and her teeth are blah, blah, blah. Like they're like, oh, does this person like me? Do I look good? Do I smell good? Do I, like everyone is so self-focused and no one wants to admit it, but we're all so self-focused that we, like I said, we're giving people so much power over, over the way they think about us with their opinions when in reality, everyone's really insecure deep down inside and no one's actually really thinking about you and what you're wearing, what you're doing. They're actually thinking, what are they thinking about what I'm wearing, what I'm doing? And so that's the thing is like, we think that everyone's sitting there like picking us apart and maybe they are, I don't know, but we're, we're giving that, we're just giving too much power to people, way too much power, honestly. (laughs) 
So I think that's where that should free you up is that people aren't thinking about you as much as you think they are. People are thinking about themselves because we're all selfish. We're sinners. We're selfish innately. And so just like help that free you up a little bit. But confidence truly is something that overall just has to come from within. It has to come from God. And that's something I want you to be intentional to pray about is, is God, help me like myself more. Help me be able to go in rooms and be and to be the best version of myself and to go in and love other people and affirm other people. And I really do think in turn that helps you feel more confident. People will not remember the way you look. They'll remember the way that you made them feel and the way that you served and loved people. And that's what I'm talking about. Your appearance should be the least attractive thing about you. And so that's where I don't want you to put all your confidence, all your money, all your bags into the way you look. It should be instead your inner self, how you treat people, how you love people. How are you known? Were you known as being a godly, secure woman? Or were you known as being someone that was selfish and insecure all the time? And so that's where I really do want you to to think about that of like, okay, how can I work on loving my, my inner self more? How can I work on asking God more? God, would you help me like myself and processing that with friends? But yes, I do think that there's times when it's okay to add a little bit more lipstick that day or add your false eyelashes or whatever the case may be, get your nails done, make yourself feel good. I'm like that too. But again, remembering that that will never solve the problem if you're not really dealing with the actual issue. And I think when you're when you're talking to guys or you're at work or whatever the case may be, you're lacking confidence, you're feeling insecure, you're shrugging your shoulders, that's when you're just going to have to go to the bathroom and you're going to have to just look at yourself and you're going to have to be like, you can do this. Eye contact is literally everything. Like what usually gives it away of being insecure is a lack of eye contact. And so if you can just look someone in the eyes, and even if it's awkward, even if it's hard, this is where I'm going to challenge you. When you're talking to men or you're about to present at work or you're just feeling like, oh, I just don't feel good about myself, just give eye contact. Eye contact is the best way to be like, wow, that person's really confident. When I think about people that are confident, it's people that do not break eye, to- eye contact or they can look at me in the eyes. And whenever I think about people that are insecure, it's the people that are kind of shifty and their eyes are all around the room and they can't look at me for longer than five seconds. To me, I'm like, okay, what are you trying to hide? Or why, why can't you look at me in the eyes? So eye contact really, really does help. And I think, yeah, just going into the mirror pep talking yourself, speaking life over yourself, speaking verses over yourself, that knowing that you are fearfully and wonderfully made and talking to yourself, God did not make a mistake on me. He really, really did not. And I do think sometimes like this is where maybe this is not going to be the most Christianese thing to say. And I think other Christians might come for me or whatever, but I really do think like if you are insecure about something or you are struggling, like you have the power to change it. If you are overweight and you're really like not happy with your body, you can do something about it. I do think that there are things that you could do that make you feel more confident, remembering that they will not solve the issue, but they can help. I'm someone that loves to work out. I'm, lo- I'm someone that loves to feel fit and feel healthy and feel strong. And when I don't, that's when I notice I start to beat myself up a lot more. And I still do that to this day. I'll look in the mirror and be like, oh, dang, like my thighs got bigger, blah, 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 blah. But instead of just complaining all the time, I'm like, what can I go do about that? I'm going to go on a walk. And not doing that as an unhealthy mechanism because I think sometimes I can flip to like maybe an eating disorder or beating yourself up or whatever. That's not what I'm trying to promote. But I do think if you are not feeling confident, you're struggling, you're insecure, like you have the power to do something about it. 
I'm not saying do anything extreme. I'm not saying spend all your money on a nose job or whatever, but I am saying, yeah, you can maybe go buy some concealer that matches or go maybe change your hair or maybe, you know, buy a new outfit and just rock that. But again, you, you have to first deal with the inside and then let the inside represent, let the outside represent the way you feel on the inside. You see what I'm saying? It has to start with the inside first. But I, I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, wanting to get a nice outfit. I think that's where I get weird to say that because people could be like, wait, that's so hypocritical. That's a double standard. You were just saying don't. But that's not what I'm saying. I do think it should come from your inner self first. But I don't think there's anything wrong with like you want to lose a little bit of weight. If you want to dye your hair, if you want to get a cute little hairstyle going, like I know for me that just does make me feel good. But then this is the last thing I'm going to end on because this is about 40 minutes long. And this is what I was trying to say earlier is learning to just not care, to just freaking let it go, to just let it not rule your entire life, your entire day. That's where, this is where, okay, you might be like, wait, but you just said all this, but now you're ending it like this. Okay, just bear with me. Just bear with me. I do believe, yes, you can do your makeup. You want to work on your inner self, but there does come a point, and I think this comes with age because I've noticed with me, the older I've gotten, the more I do not freaking care. As I've gotten older, I just simply do not care about a lot of things anymore. When I'm around men, I don't freaking care that I don't have makeup on anymore, that I look scraggly or that I have a pimple or whatever. Yes, those are things I'm like, oh, well, it would be nice if I didn't have a pimple. It would be nice if I didn't look scraggly. But ultimately, there comes a point in your life where you just simply need to let it go and it does not matter. Who freaking cares if your hair has split ends that day or if you have a pimple or you gained a little bit of weight or your teeth aren't as white right now or maybe you're wearing baggy sweatshirt or baggy clothes? Who freaking cares? Have a season, have a day off. Let yourself have those days off where you feel insecure or you're just like, I don't care enough. Like it doesn't matter because again, if you are genuinely a good person and you you treat people right and you're confident deep down inside and you're a good friend and you love God, like people aren't gonna care that you have a pimple. They're not gonna care that your hair is scraggly. They're not gonna care because they like you for you. They like you for your heart and your soul and who you are and who God just made you to be regardless of all the external additions. So that's what I'm saying. Like have a day where you can feel good and you rock it, but also like be okay also to be able to sit on the couch, have a messy bun and look like, look a little messy. Like who freaking cares? And that's where I'm really proud of myself and the growth is that I can be in front of men. And before I could not do this to save my life, I literally could not leave my house without makeup on. I had to always have makeup on concealer. My hair had to be done because I was so insecure. Now I just don't care. Like, I'm like, I don't care if you think I'm ugly. I don't really care, like, if there's something on my face. Like, yes, I want to be presentable and look good every now and then, but especially when I'm traveling with guy friends and stuff, I used to feel so insecure about, like, oh, my gosh, what about this? What about this? Now I'm just kind of like, it is what it is. This is who I am. Take it or leave it. And that's what I mean when it comes with age and maturity and time because I'm about to hit my 30s. And everyone always says when you hit your 30s, that's when you don't care the most and you're confident and you're like, whatever, this is just me, baby. That's definitely the air I'm starting to enter into and I'm thankful for that. And so I believe you can get there. And I think with time and maturity and all the things, it can help you get there. But I think just not caring what people think so much will help free you up because again, people more think about themselves than they do about you. And also like we put so much pressure on ourselves all the time to have to look a certain way or have a job this or money this or boyfriend this, this status. Like at the end of the day, like why? Why does it actually really matter that much? 
Like we should be more focused on our character and our personalities and our hearts. And if we love God and we love people, then all these other extremities that don't really matter that much. You know what I mean? And so the world will tell you, you know, just have more money or more followers or this and that to be confident. But again, they're just band-aids sometimes. Yes, they can help you feel more confident, but they're not really ever going to solve the internal you know, insecurities if, if you're not really confident who God's made you to be. So I know I'm like, I keep saying that and stuff because they're, they were never meant to actually satisfy you. Your appearance was never meant to satisfy you. Your money, your status, your job, your boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. Like they're great and they can give you potential, you know, temporary happiness, but they will, they will never eternally and longevity wise sustain you. They just will not. That's why it has to come first and foremost from God and from who he's made you to be and knowing that and believing that. So I have talked a lot. I I really hope that was helpful. I hope that that gave you just some points to think about. I feel like that was absolutely all over the place, but I just want to lastly emphasize just being careful how much you're letting the world influence the way you see yourself. And so if you are scrolling on TikTok too much and you're starting to hate yourself, then take a break, delete the app for a bit or, or tell someone or do something because what you input is what you output. So if you're constantly inputting this and you're telling yourself, Oh my gosh, she's, she's so much prettier than me. She's better. She's this like, yeah, you're going to start outputting that and you're going to start speaking lies of yourself and it's going to start manifesting in different ways and stuff. And so just be careful what you're consuming and how much you're letting the world influence the way you see yourself because the world doesn't give you your worth or your value. God does. It just doesn't. But the thing is, we're letting the world way more than God's word give us our worth and our value. And that's where we need to be careful because it, we're never going to find permanent satisfaction and joy in life and what the world sets as a standard for confidence or beauty or success. We're not. It's going to, it's got to come first and foremost from Christ and what he says about us. And so that comes with you reading the word and knowing who God says you are. So I'm going to encourage you to do that. Um, but anyway, I am just going to pray over someone right now because I know that I've said a lot and it's not an overnight fix. This is not something that comes easy. I know for me, this took me years and years and years, but the more that I, I talked with counselors about it, friends, um, worked on myself, spoke life over myself, believed what God says about me. And I did, you know, get my hair done, whatever, the more confident I became. But I do think it just comes with caring less about what people think about you speaking truth over yourself and caring more about how do I want to love others and how then how do I want to be perceived by others. And so I think those are just some of my tips. But if you're someone that's really just struggling, like you don't like yourself or you're insecure to date or you believe no one's going to love you or you hate the way you look or you're mad at the way God made you, like I want to speak to that person in this prayer and I want you to just hopefully work on yourself, work on the inner child, seek out a counselor, talk to a friend, something because I don't want you living the rest of your life. I don't want you even looking back on your life for 10 years being like, I spent 10 years of my life hating myself, belittling myself, speaking down to myself. Like, remember, what would you tell your friend? What would you tell your younger self? What would you tell your daughter? And and remind yourself of those things because that's important. You need to speak to your you need to speak to yourself the way that you would want to be spoken to. And you wouldn't want a friend telling you, "Oh my god, you look so fat. You're so ugly." Like, you would never want someone to do that. So don't do that to yourself. And so um, I'm just going to pray for you for whoever is struggling with this right now because I know it's not easy. And I, I still struggle with this sometimes, y'all. I'm going to be so honest. I still look in the mirror sometimes and I'm like, 
dang, I've gained weight or my cheeks are bigger, blah, blah, blah. But I don't let myself stay there for too long. I try to not let that ruminate way too long because again, the more you think about it, the more power you're giving to it. And so just be careful how much attention you're giving to it. And so let's just pray and we're going to close out on this episode. And I really hope this, this helps you guys out. All right. Lord, I just want to speak to the person. I want to pray with the person right now, Father, that is dealing with insecurities or a lack of confidence or just simply not believing that they are good enough, that the way, God, that you made them is good enough. God, would you remind this person that the way you made them was exactly how you designed them to be, that you did not make a mistake. You painted your paintbrush strokes and you were like, wow, this is so beautiful. The way I did her hair, her nose, her eye color, her smile, that's exactly the way that I wanted her to be. Would you remind that person right now, God, with something supernaturally right now in the spiritual realm within their heart, within their spirit, would it just change right now, Father, that they would feel a difference, that they would be like, okay, I'm going to start speaking life over myself. I'm going to start believing truly in who God says that I am. Would I believe this identity that I'm a daughter of the King, that God did not make a mistake on, that he purposely, intentionally made and created and drew, that I was fearfully and wonderfully made. God, would you help this person work on their in their on, on their inner self, their internal self to be healed? Whatever that little girl needs inside of them, God, would you show them where that little girl was hurt and where that needs to be healed so that now that it can be a representation of her outer self, that she loves her inner self, that she loves who God made her to be. God, would you bring people around this person, a counselor, someone to help them to link arms, to walk into this journey of working on confidence? That they would have not just a gentle, quiet spirit, but a confident spirit, a secure spirit, a spirit that is so rooted in Christ that they're like, I like who I am because I believe my creator likes who I am. And that's where it stems from. So God, would you help this person when they look in the mirror, say something different? Would you help them look at yourself, look at themselves and be like, okay, I like the way that God painted me. It wasn't a mistake. I'm going to be appreciative and thankful of who God made me to be because there's only one of me. There's only one of me. There's only one of me with my DNA and my characteristics and my genetics and my makeup. And I'm thankful for that. So God, be with this girl right now or whoever's listening and just help them learn to like themselves and get confidence first from you. That's where we get true, genuine confidence is from our father and from our king in his name. Amen. I hope that helped you guys out. That was a long episode, but I love y'all. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If this blessed you, let me know. Share it with a friend. Tag me on Instagram. I will repost these. Um, would love to read the DMs and everything. Um, let me know uh, if there's something I missed or something that did help you. I just want to hear any any feedback um, of this. And just remember, guys, that there is the Bible verse that says that ch- charm is deceitful and beauty is fleeting. Remembering that at the end of the day, like we can be beautiful and we can be charming, but we don't want to be deceitful. We want to make sure that that outside is representing what we are on the inside. So if your insides are beautiful, your outsides will be beautiful. And, and our appearance will only last for so long. One day we're all going to get old. We're all going to get gray hairs, wrinkles, whatever. Make sure that first your heart is beautiful. The way you love people is beautiful. The way you treat people is beautiful. The way you treat yourself, the way you speak to yourself is beautiful. Because that's what's going to last way over your appearance. And even when you're dating, remember. That charm is deceitful and beauty is fleeting. You got to look at the person's character, the way that they are confident. Are they rooted in Christ? Are they secure in their identity? And is God their foundation? Remembering that. And so um, I hope this helps you guys out. Just uh, speak life over yourself. Know it takes time. It's a journey, not a finish line. 
And I love you so much. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Next week, we'll have another solo episode. And I'll see you guys again next Tuesday for another episode of Happy and Healthy. Until then, happy and healthy. Bye, y'all.